0: Morning Prayer begins on page 3. Thus saith the High and Lofty One that
1: inhabiteth Eternity, whose name is Holy. I dwell in the High and Holy Place with Him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit, to revive the spirit of the humble, and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. O Lord, open thou our lips,
0: and our mouth
1: shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost.
2: As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the
1: Lord. The Lord's name be praised. With the night Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. First Psalm is Psalm 1 on page
0: 345.
1: Blessed is the man that hath not walked in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stood in the way of sinners, Neth not sat in the seat of the scornful.
0: But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law will he exercise himself day and night.
1: And he shall be like a tree planted by the waterside, that will bring forth his fruit in due season. His leaf also
2: shall not wither, and look, whatsoever he doeth, it shall prosper.
1: As for the ungodly, it is not so with them, but they are like the chaff, which the wind scattereth away from the face of the earth. Therefore the ungodly shall not be able to stand in the judgment, neither the sinners in the congregation of the righteous. But the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, and the way of the ungodly shall perish. Psalm 15 on page
0: 357 Lord, who shall dwell in thy tabernacle, or
2: who
1: shall rest upon thy holy hill? Even he that leadeth an uncorrupt life, and doeth the thing which is right, and speaketh the truth from his heart. He that hath used
2: no deceit in his tongue,
1: nor done evil to his neighbor, and hath not slandered his neighbor. He that setteth not by himself, but is lowly in his own eyes, and maketh much of them that fear the LORD. He
2: that sweareth unto his neighbor, and disappointeth him not, though it were to his own hindrance.
1: He that hath not given his money upon usury, nor taken reward against the innocent. Whoso doeth these things shall never fall. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the
2: beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
3: Here begins the fifteenth verse of the eighteenth chapter of Deuteronomy. The Lord your God will raise, you up, raise up for you a prophet like me from your midst, from your brethren. Him you shall hear, according to all you desired of the Lord your God, in Horeb, in the day of the assembly, saying, Let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, nor let me see this great fire any more, lest I die. And the Lord said to me, What they have spoken is good. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brethren, and will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I commanded him. And it shall be that whoever will not hear my words, which he speaks in my name, I will I will require it of him. But the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or who speaks in the name of other gods, that prophet shall die. And if you say in your heart, how shall we know the word which the Lord has not spoken? The prophet speaks in the name of the Lord. If the thing does not happen or come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has spoken it presumptuously, you shall not be afraid of him.
0: Here endeth the first lesson. Benedictus S. on page 11 Blessed art thou, O
1: Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world
0: without end. Amen.
3: Here begins the first chapter of the of the epistle to the Corinthians, of the first epistle to the Corinthians. Paul, called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God, and Sosthenes, our brother, to the church of God, which is at Corinth, To those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, with all who in every place call on the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and ours. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God which was given to you by Christ Jesus, that you were enriched in everything by him in all utterance and all knowledge even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, so that you come short in no gift, eagerly waiting for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will also confirm you to the end, that you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful, by whom you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Christ Jesus our Lord. Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. For it has been declared to me concerning you, my brethren, by those of Chloe's household, that there are contentions among you. Now I say this, that each of you says, I am Paul, or I am of Apollos, or I am Cephas, or I am of Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you, or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you except Crispus and Gaius, lest anyone should say that I had baptized in my own name. Yes, <clears throat> I also baptized the household of Stephanus. Besides, I do not know whether I baptized any other. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of no effect. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing,
0: but to us who are believing. But for, the, for us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Here endeth the second lesson. Together the Benedictus on page 14. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Almighty God, who has committed to the hands of men the ministry of reconciliation,
1: we humbly beseech thee, by the inspiration of thy Holy Spirit, to put it into the hearts of many to offer themselves for this ministry, that thereby mankind may be drawn to thy blessed kingdom through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Keep, we beseech thee, O Lord, thy church with thy perpetual mercy. And because the frailty of man without thee cannot but fall, keep us ever by thy help from all things hurtful. And lead us to all things profitable to our salvation through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth their eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom. neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governess may be righteous in thy sight
0: through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. Today is the first of
1: the three autumnal ember days, and these are days in mid-Trinity season where um, the ember days are days specifically set aside to pray for an increase in Vocations to the sacred ministry, um, but I think they're also rightly understood as a general, um, ex- you know, a general sort of um, exhortation to the renewal of the whole church. Because the truth is that vocations develop, vocations to the sacred ministry develop in, <clears throat> excuse me, in communities where there's a vibrancy of the spiritual life amongst all the people, um, and. Conversely, we could illustrate that by saying there's a sin of clericalism where we're we're going to pray people to be called to ministry, so you know the, the those those who are paid to do it can do it for us, and we don't have to do anything instead, we see um ministry really as as someone who is sort of a a first among equals in the body who who leads but but the cultivation of that calling typically comes um um, from a community that is, is vibrant in prayer itself. And so we can see these days that now that, you know, Wednesday, it's Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and these Ember Days occur four times a year. They occur in Advent, in Lent, uh, in Pentecost, and then mid-Trinity. <clears throat> see them as days of, of kind of renewal, to, and they're kind of helpful here mid-Trinity to think about them in that way. Our lessons today are uh, first from Deuteronomy, where... Um, Moses utters what well, essentially a prophecy that the Lord will raise up a prophet like me, and there's two ba- uh, contexts for this in, in in Deuteronomy. One is that God's um, <clears throat> voice was so <clears throat> um, fearful and awesome when he descended on Mount Sinai that the people um, got got afraid and said, you know, hey Moses, don't Don't let him speak to us. You talk to us. You tell us what he wants. We don't want to encounter him. So uh, Moses uh, spoke to them. And this prophecy says, well, there'll be continually a prophet like Moses who will bring God's word to the people. And um, this prophecy comes in the New Testament. uh, Specifically, uh, there's a couple places where it comes up, Where uh, one where they... the the leaders in Jerusalem quiz John the Baptist. Who are you? Are you Elijah? Are you the prophet? He, they ask him, and that means, are you the guy that Moses talked about in Deuteronomy? John says no. But um, the other place it comes up is in John six, after the feeding of the multitudes, um, and then all they all follow him into the wilderness, and Jesus gives gives this long talk, which thins out the crowd. But after the feeding. Other people say this is truly the prophet who is to come into the world, and it, the irony of that story in John six is after they say this is truly the prophet, Jesus goes on to give a speech that they don't listen to. Deuteronomy says, you know, when that prophet arises, you want to listen to him because what he speaks is the truth, and Jesus spoke the truth, and most of them walked away, and this highlights the kind of the exhortation that comes out of this passage. The other thing in Deuteronomy eighteen is it comes right after a passage that exhorts against witchcraft, seance, all kinds of spell casting, all kinds of way of determining you know God's will by by magic arts, and instead it exhorts to listen to the prophet and so for us in our renewal we can we can kind of think about how we let our attention drift from. What God is calling us to do, and specifically the Word of God, into other worldly influences, to be careful not to be drawn away into those things and to focus on what Jesus is saying to us through His word that's what we're going to be held accountable for and the the first corinthians lesson um it's uh the beginning you know of a long epistle, but there's a couple of i think points to highlight uh, he he says he prays that they will come behind in no gift, and this is a spiritual gift, that their spiritual gifts will be will be cultivated as they wait for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. And as we've highlighted a lot of morning prayer, we look at the New Testament epistles, the horizon of the Christian life is continually the, the appearance of Christ, the second coming. We're looking for that, and we're trying to use our gifts. Therefore, that's the renewal of the church, using our gifts, listening for the voice of Christ, using our gifts as we wait for the revelation of Jesus and to be blameless until that time. But the funny thing is that after he gives this lofty thing, you know, use your gifts, be blameless till so Jesus comes, and he says, Well, I've heard there are divisions and they're so they're they're fighting and they're not really uh they're not really blameless right now because there's divisions and factions. And that's something for us to think about in the church is um as we think about our vocation um And how we use our gifts, we think about how we use our gifts in relationship to other people and how we cultivate the unity of the church and really work on that with people who are different than we are. We don't naturally get along with, but don't allow those differences to fester into factions. Remember, it's this one body and um, Christian maturity begins to understand that the vocation is to love the most difficult people. Not just the people I like hanging with, and that's where factions come from. Factions in church come from, oh, I, ha- I get to hang out with my people, the people I'm really comfortable with. But true Christian love and use of gifts is <clears throat> working for unity with those who are other and different, really cultivating the body of Christ uh, and undermining those divisions that naturally arise from human nature, so that we be, so we remain blameless. So, some thoughts on the Ember Day. Um this is also our day of prayer and fasting for missions, so we'll continue with the prayer for missions on page thirty eight of the prayer book. Let us pray. O God who has made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell in the face of the whole earth, and to send thy blessed Son to preach peace to them that are far off and to them that are nigh. Grant that all men everywhere may seek after thee and find thee. Bring the nations into thy fold, pour out thy spirit upon all flesh, and hasten thy kingdom to the same thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Together let us say the general thanksgiving on page 19 of the prayer book. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we then unworthy servants to give thee most humble
0: and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men.
1: and by walking before Thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with Thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. We'll pause for a moment for people to remember their personal intercessions,
0: and then we'll close with the prayer of St. Chrysostom and the Grace on page 20.
1: grace for our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of
0: God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you all this morning. Have a great Wednesday. Thank you, Bishop. Scarlett. Thank, you. Thank you,
1: Bishop.
3: Thank Have a wonderful
0: day, everybody. Bye, kiddos.